4: What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
5: Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. And you don't want to miss Hello Somebody with Senator Nina Turner on the Black Effect Podcast
4: Network. I love Hello Somebody simply because I love Nina Turner. She's fearless. I'm Nina Turner, hell-raising humanitarian, sister in the struggle, and recovering elected official. Listen to Hello Somebody every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Welcome, welcome to Money Making Conversation. Like he said, I am Rashawn McDonald. Like every episode you will hear on this show, I tell people to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. People always talk about gifts, they talk about purposes. I always tell people, leave with your gifts and let your age, friends, family or co-workers stop you from planning or living your dreams. That's what this show is all about. Money Making Conversations is your show. It's a community show. It's a statewide show. It's a national show. But more importantly, it's a show that provides you with information that you, if you listen to it, if you consume it and digest it properly, it can take you to another level of winning. I have celebrities on my show, CEOs on my show, entrepreneurs, and people I like to call industry decision makers. My next guest is a longtime friend. She is Dr. Lynn Richardson. She's an author entertainment executive and celebrity financial coach who uses a quick wit and she's funny and humorous presentation style to help others face their money issues and achieve personal professional and spiritual harmony the richardson financial group our finance group provides a wide range of wealth and tax planning strategies to help you create generational wealth lynn richardson believes that if you build wealth there are three different ways you can do and we're going to talk about many ways on the show today because i got up about 15 to 15 or 20 minutes, and we're going to take phone calls as well. One, spend less money by implementing proper budgeting and debt elimination strategies. Two, get more money by implementing wise investment strategies and by developing multiple streams of income. You hear me talking about that all the time multiple streams of income. Guess what? It means you got to work a lot to achieve your dreams. And three, get your money back through proper tax education, documentation, and planning. She's here. For the first time on Money Making Conversation Live, she's been on my show many times on my podcast and syndication. But please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Dr. Lynn Richardson.
3: Hello, 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 Michelle <laughs> Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Well, I'm
5: gonna tell you something, Doctor Lynn. You know, you know, we, to have you on the show, you my inaugural guest on my live show. You know, I went to my man oh, David Linton, the program director. He said, "I said, can I do this live in Atlanta?" And um, he said, "Sure, oh, we trust it. you." And but I wanted to yeah. make sure that we bring an educational tool to the show so people can learn some have a takeaway. And I felt no other person because right. you're a celebrity in your own way. I'm not you when know, I got celebrity friends out there and people recognize and want to take pictures with them selfies. You were like me, you one of those behind the scenes celebrities out there changing people's lives with information tell us a little bit about yourself dr lynn
3: well well first of all thank you so much thank you so much uh rashawn i am a part of the stay over there crew uh you know the last time we talked we were talking about all of the things going on with the pandemic and how the pandemic really showed us (laughs) the importance of entrepreneurship but before i get to that I was born and raised in Chicago. My grandmother was 75 years old, cleaning homes for wealthy people putting me through college. She taught me to go to school, get a good education, get a good job, go to church on Sunday, wear clean underwear in case you hit by a bus. <laughs>
6: <laughs> right? Yes.
3: That was in the grandmama book. But I did know about money. When I needed money for something, she told me to look in the room on top of the shelf, behind the box, inside a pocketbook, inside a zipper, wrapped up in a piece of paper towel, it's $20. So I get off to college, I get a bunch of credit cards, I can't pay anybody, I don't just get one or two credit cards, I get 10, 11, or 12. When the creditors call and say, Lynn, can you borrow the money? I say, can I borrow it from you? So fast forward, I get out into the real world, my credit is jacked up, my furniture from rent center then I become successful. I'm married, three children, making lots of money, but along that path with Sean, I was living a lie. You see, I was living check to Monday.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Check to check is a blessing. That means you get paid on Friday and by the next payday you're broke. But right. check to Monday is a whole entirely different game. You get paid on Friday, you kick it on the weekend, you pay on your past due bills, and by Monday you're broke. And I was living that lifestyle making 30 40 50 80 90 $100,000 a month, not a year. So I help people understand this. More money doesn't solve a money problem. If it did, millionaires wouldn't go bankrupt. And so that's been my story. I'm sticking to it. I've helped some of the world's greatest icons uh, expand their enterprises, and I've helped folks like stay-at-home moms get over their spending addiction. And so I love what I do, and I really, really enjoy having these money-making conversations to let people know that they can overcome anything. To achieve
5: their financial dreams well the uh, interesting thing about it is that everybody talks about financial dreams and but again i always tell people like you know as i make money you spend money a lot of people don't understand that because i wish i could have the same lifestyle when i was making thirty thousand dollars a year at a hundred thousand because it just forces you to buy a car buy a house so you elevate your game but you have to set a budget, and that's the key thing when you're starting to elevate your game, bringing people into your family, bringing people into your house, getting a pet, getting a, getting a, getting a house with three bedrooms, four bedrooms. How do you start setting a budget in place as you start achieving more money?
3: Well, that's a great question. And the first thing that I tell everybody, the first 10% you tithe. Now, I started tithing when I was broke. I had a big old fat corporate paycheck, but my bills stopped up there and my, you know, my check stopped up there. My bills kept going all the way down the page. So I started tithing when I was broke because I realized I was broke whether I tithed or not. It right. wasn't like if I kept the tithing money, I was straight. I was broke either way. So I started tithing so at least I could have God on my broke side when I prayed about my money. <laughs> so the first 10% you tithe, the next 10% you save. Um, and, and it's not just saving for a rainy day, Rashawn. It's saving for a come up. When there's a recession, I tell people all the time, coming out of this pandemic, you will either be a millionaire, a billionaire, or a witness. Since the beginning of time, God has prospered people in the season of a famine, So when the overflow comes, we have an opportunity to come up to buy stocks for lower prices, real estate for lower prices. So the first 10% you tie, the next 10% you save for investing in retirement, the next 30% is cash in your pocket or on a separate debit card for your incidentals. This is stuff like groceries, gas, hair, nails, the new iPhone. If it doesn't fit, get rid of it. And I say this because many people have a spending addiction. And if you're not sure, spending addiction is what you have when you go to the grocery store for toothpaste and walk out with $179.47. Well, the stuff you don't need, talking right. about it was on sale. It was not on sale for you. <laughs> we know the interesting thing, and Dr. Lynn,
5: when, you, when well, you're huh? talking like this, what what always makes me all let everybody know that don't assume a person is living a lifestyle that you think they're living. For instance, I tell people I shop yeah. with coupons, they always go, you. Oh. Like, like I've done something wrong. You? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I shop with coupons. Kroger, every month, sends me coupons. I go in there, get yeah. my avocados. I go in there, and get my eggs, get my milk, 2%, all that stuff. So, so sometimes we can hurt ourselves assuming that you have to live a certain way. Well, guess what? You're hurting yourself assuming that that value of a coupon can make your life Live a lot better, and also makes a level of sensibility. Turning off lights, you're eliminating hairstyles that you don't need, or haircuts you don't need. So, talk about that whole process of living a lifestyle that's unnecessary because you assume that's what you're supposed to be living when you make a certain amount of money.
3: Well, well, here here's the first thing, and you hit the nail on the head because I am sitting here looking at a stack of sales. I just bought a new house in Chatsworth, California. I've got a stack of sales uh, and I'm going to go through and, uh, you know, clip my coupons and so on and so forth. It's not about how much money you make. It is about how much money you keep. And I want everybody to understand this. Rich people stay rich because they act poor and poor people stay poor because they act rich and poor people stay poor acting rich in front of other poor people, which is real crazy.
6: Mm -hmm. That's
3: real crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you start to think about, well, it's just $5, it's just $10, it's just $20. I dare you to go and add all of your it's just. I dare you because that's where your wealth is. If you went down your bank statements or your PayPal or your Venmo or your cash app and you added up all your it's just for one year, you'd be shocked. So living that lifestyle is all about having the freedom to make those decisions. And so that thirty percent you wanna be careful with it. And then the last fifty percent with Sean is what you keep in your checking account for your bills. And what happens with a lot of people, they realize I don't have enough money for my bills. Right. And the the key thing with money is it's one plus one equals two. It it goes back to first grade. And so if it doesn't add up, then we're gonna start to eliminate things. But you know, I have been through it all. You know, I have been through bankruptcy. I've been through foreclosure. Um, I've written bad checks. You know, I've done it all. I've been there in my twenties and thirties and so on and so forth. And so, what I know is that if God can do it for me, if I can follow and I can do it for myself, then anybody, anybody can do it. Who's listening to money making conversations?
5: Cool. We're talking to Dr. Lynn Richards, one of the premier financial coaches in the country, about about honesty. I think a lot of problems with money is tied to honesty. People loaning money they shouldn't be loaning. People asking for money they shouldn't be asking for. And more importantly, your credit. I, For some reason, when I was 18 years old, I had an idea in my head I had to protect my credit. I fought for it. I mean, uh, my, I remember my young sister, she borrowed a credit card from me to go Christmas shopping. Next thing I know, $5,000 was spent on my credit card. and she, Wow. And she acted like it was no big deal when I asked her. Because I went to, I'm going to tell you how old this was. Montgomery Wards was out there. I went to Montgomery Wards, (laughs) and I was trying to get me a VCR. I was trying to get me a VCR. And the VCR cost $800. I'll tell you how far back it was. VCR was $800. I went up to the counter, put my little Montgomery Wards, because back in the day, if you had a Sears credit card and a Montgomery Ward credit card, you had top-line credit. Those were better yes, than American Express back in the day. You had a Sears credit yes, card. I went in there and that man said, "Your credit card, sir," because I only had a thousand dollar credit limit on it. He said, "Sir, your your, yes. your credit is overdrawn. You can't buy this." And I went wow. to my sister. I went back. and I said, "I said, what's going? What, what happened?" And she looked at me. And go. So you know you got credit. And so that's what happens when you allow people to not clearly understand how hard you work for what you're trying to do. I'm not telling that story to make my sister look bad or feel bad. I'm telling everybody you have to value what you get and understand you can't share with everybody. And what happens when you share with too many people, when when they're time to come back and look for help, they over there going, what's the problem? Why are, you, why are you tripping? Yeah. Why are you looking at me that way? And that's why I wanted to bring you on my show first. And also, I want to just say this. If you want to call in and ask Dr. Lynn Richardson some questions of me, because I got some stupid stuff i tell you based on my <laughs> life. 404-880-9255. You want to hear the truth. Now, Dr. Lynn, she going to like couch it because she's professional. You're talking to Rashawn I might have to tell you something about my personal life. <laughs> They're going to let you just gonna, gonna sit your life right. 404-880-9255. Because of the fact that you told me something once about, you know, home, home, home-based home businesses. Because we hear yeah. a lot of people want to start their own business at the house and get it rolling. Tell us how that gets actually happens. Because, you know, you hear about franchises. But a home-based based business, how important is that? And what rules you have to put in place for that?
3: Now, you just said the thing that, that is the biggest thing. See, in order to get your money to the next level, in order to get your money straight, you have to do t- three things. You have to spend less money. There's yes. no way to become financially free if you spend more money than you make. We just talked about that. Yes. The next thing you have to do is get more money Yes. through investing, through franchising. But everybody should have a home-based business because of number three. You must also learn how to get your money back. Yes. What do I mean? If you mm-hmm. went to the grocery store and you bought $200 worth of groceries and you ate your groceries and the grocery store manager called you back in two weeks and said, hey, come back and get your money, let me tell you, we'd stop, drop, and roll right now. The radio interview will be over. We'd go get our money and so on and so forth. Well, guess what? That's what the IRS says. Mm-hmm. The IRS says if you have a home-based business and you use your phone for business, now you get your money back for your cell phone. If you drive your car for business, now you get back the mileage, the gas, the expenses. If you go out to eat and have a meal for business, now you get that money back. So whenever I go out to eat, Rashawn, I never go out for personal reasons, okay? If my best friend called because her man left her and she cried and everybody's trying to figure out how they're going to get him back, I'm going out and we're going to discuss business because that meal then becomes a tax write-off. And there are hundreds and hundreds of tax deductions when you have
5: a home-based business. Cool. Hold that thought right quick, Dr. Lynn Richardson. i got to go to a break. i got to go to a break on money-making conversations. i got to pay these bills. I'm talking to Dr. Lynn Richardson. We're going to come back and continue this conversation about home-based business. If you want to call in, 404-880-9255, 404-880-880-9255. Again, Money-Making Conversation Live with Dr. Lynn Richardson. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back.
0: Now let's return to money making conversation with Rashawn McDonald.
5: Thank you very much. I want to continue this conversation with Dr. Lynn Richards. She's an art, Richardson, excuse me. She's an author, entertainment executive, and celebrity financial coach who uses her quick wit and humorous presentation style to help others face their money issues and achieve personal, professional, and spiritual harmony. When we're going when I took you to break, you was right in the middle of talking about this, the need or the importance of utilize, utilizing home-based business advantages. Continue that conversation, Dr. Lynn Richardson.
3: Everybody needs a home-based business, and I think the pandemic shutdown put us all in a position where we realized just how important it was. Who could have imagined that we don't have to stay home for months? And so getting a home-based business ensures that the money that you are spending anyway, the money you're spending anyway, you're spending money on your car note, you're spending money on Food. You're spending money on your children. Now, my grandmother had 17 brothers and sisters, and she was the oldest, so she had to feed everybody. And I'm going to tell you, if I had 17 kids, everybody would eat every day. Mm-hmm. I'd have a Monday-Wednesday group and a Tuesday-Thursday group. And on your day off, you have to fast prayer still. <laughs> <laughs> kids, kids are expensive. But the IRS said that you have a home-based business. You can hire your child to work in your home-based business. You can pay each child up to $12,500 a year. That's now a tax write-off for you. You get that money back. And now the child can go and buy all the things you were going to pay for anyway, like school clothes and school supplies and video games. And it's tax-free to the child. So having a home-based business, in addition to other income streams, in addition to your corporation and things like that, Having a home-based business is absolutely
5: key to getting your money back. Okay, now because you slid that by really quick, you say you can pay your kids to work for your sole proprietorship for your business. In other words, and earn up, yes. and they can earn up to twelve thousand four hundred dollars and per child. Per child,
3: yes. So I have three children, and they just went up to twelve thousand five hundred. So I have three children. So that that's a lot of money. That's over thirty-eight thousand dollars a year in tax write-off just because I understand the taxes and it's an IRS publication 15 page 13 IRS publication 15 page 13 talks about family employees. And it specifically talks about hiring your child in your home-based business. And Rashawn, you said it your sole proprietorship or your single member LLC. Now
5: there's so many people want to get in business because you have seen an explosion of, of, uh, you know, these, we works, these, uh, g- uh, gathering spot here in Atlanta, you know, um, space, spaces. Well, you know, you see young African-American people, they can go and get their own little space. They can call their own office space. You don't have to, because it used to start out with UPS. UPS, instead of giving you a P.O. box, it gave you a real address. And so I see all these young people out there and I shouldn't say young people because I see people in their thirties and forties and fifties. Cause I always tell people, don't let your age stop your dreams. Cause a lot of people think when you get 40, 50, or 60, they stop dreaming. They just say, you know, I'm just going to wait on the government to take care of you. Excuse me. The government will not take care of you. That $18,000 no. a year that you're getting from social security is what's waiting on you. I don't know why people think it's like 50,000 waiting on them or 60,000 a year waiting on them. No. There's the government will not be taking care of you. So if you sit around and waiting on them to take care of you, that's going to be an issue. What is the most shocking thing that you hear from people? They're like, you know, you really think that's the truth or you really think that that's the way you can achieve success? Because people really think at times we say kids, but adults sometimes think money grows on trees, too. They don't have a fair sense of what a budget is all about and the need for a budget.
3: You know, I think that the most shocking thing that people have to understand, and you said this when you in, in the show opening, the, I always tell people you have to get in the game. You have to get off the sidelines and yes. get in the game. What yes. do I mean by that? You can uh, watch YouTube. You can watch all the free things. But at some point, you've got to get in the game. You've got to invest your time. You've got to invest your money. Because let me tell you something. People like to give money to people who they think don't need it. And so sometimes we're looking for a grant. We're looking for a handout. We're looking for somebody to invest. But the first person to invest, the first person to believe in your dream is you. And I believe if you believe in your own dreams, you believe in your own business, you believe in your own goals, then you'll get other people on board with you. That, that really is, is the most shocking thing. I don't think people really understand just how powerful they are, Rashawn, which is why this show is, is so important.
5: Really, if you want to talk to us, 404-880-9255 is our hotline number today to call and speak to Dr. Lynn Richardson and myself, Rashawn McDonald. Is to talk about how to spend less money by implementing proper budgeting and debt, debit, debt elimination strategies. We just talked about that a little bit. I, I sometimes we use words like fronting. You know, people out there acting like they trying to make it happen, but they're not really trying making it happen because the money isn't there. And also, you know, when I look at myself, I'm going to tell you a little personal story about me. When I was coming along, and I still have this value. I always said that when I go shopping, I just wanted to go in the store and just buy things. I wouldn't even look at the price. So now listen to this yeah. the guy who just said he shopped with coupons. Yes, I do. But you set certain goals yeah. on how you want to live and how you want your lifestyle to be. And so my goal wasn't always tied to money, it was tied to could I afford it. If I can go in the grocery store, whether it's Publix or whether it's Kroger's or whether it's any store in this country, and I would see a loaf of bread, I'm going to get the loaf of bread, no matter what it's going to cost. Because in my mind, in my lifestyle, I've afforded myself to be able to grab that loaf of bread and not worry about how much it costs. Now, my sensibilities tell me if I have a coupon, I'm going to apply it to that loaf of bread so I can pay less. And that's the difference in what people don't do on a regular basis. They have standards. But who are the standards being made for? My standards are being made for myself. Dr. Richardson, who are your standards being made for?
3: You know, my standards uh, are being made. I didn't want my children to have to go through the things I went through. I didn't want them to have to struggle through college. I didn't want them to have to struggle as young adults. And so I've watched people like you for a very long time. I've watched other successful people. And I would say that's probably, if, if not an equal number one, it's a close number two, that if you can model the behavior and the processes of successful people, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. So I modeled the behaviors of folks that I've worked with and worked for, like Russell Simmons and MC Light and Sheila E. and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. I modeled some of those behaviors. And and my motivation has been for my children um, and, and then also my grandmother. She had an eighth grade education, um, but she was one of the wisest women I ever knew. And she always had money. She had more money than me when I was making Six figures a month, she had more money than me at times. And so it was the behavior that had her in a position where she was able to not only fend for herself, but to provide for herself into retirement.
5: Your money can make you stupid. I'm going to tell you right now.
3: Oh, my goodness. Money.
5: I, 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 you know, especially when you don't come from money, you know, when you do, when yes. you get money suddenly, you know, in the entertainment business, you get money. Like, I know, that's why a lot of athletes go broke. That's why a lot of people. Because. Yeah. You know, I'm tell you something. You get a contract, say twelve million dollars a year. You forget taxes coming out of that. Okay, they're gonna take that. Right. It's uh, never taxes.
6: And What's people forget that.
5: Mean? They forget that. But the but the agent is gonna get paid his commission on the gross. So That's
6: right.
5: And so a lot of people understand how that process works. And so, so I remember when I first started coming in the money, you know, I had a, I had three different Mercedes-Benz. It was in California. I was I was just out there. I, my mind was blown. Okay, I can't drive but one car. Now, see that's what stupidity takes over your life. So I was I was collecting cars like shoes. You know, I drive that on Monday. I drive that on Thursday. And when my family come to town, I drive that on the weekend. See, that's where That money right there, when I look back on it, should have been in some investment. Should have been somewhere where some stock, where I should have got got Coke way back in 1990. No telling how much money I would have had. And so when we talk about investment, that's part of the conversation where African-Americans, importantly, they don't understand. They don't understand how to value that situation and how to get in there. How do we turn the corner with African-Americans or people of color to understand the value of investment? We're not talking about savings accounts. 'Cause right now interest on savings account, that's why people are they buying homes left and right because interest is so low. We're talking about going to that stock market and learning how to trust the system and investing in stocks that you live your life on. In other words, if you go to Home Depot, buy Home Depot stock. If you if you if yeah. you got an Apple phone, buy Apple stock. You know, buy what you yeah. use if you don't know what to buy. Yeah. Talk to some common sense, because that's what I always love about you, Dr. Lynn Richards. Your level of common sense, it was it's opened so many doors for so many people to to be successful in any type of relationship. Talk to us.
3: Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you, the stock market is is the oldest, the most consistent, um, and and the most widely available uh, tool that anyone can use to grow their wealth. If you put your money under the mattress, Not only will it not grow, but the value of that money will decrease over time because of inflation. If you put your money in a savings account, that's a great start. Maybe you've got your emergency fund there. But you're not going to earn any more than one, maybe 2% if you're lucky. If you put your money in a stock market and you, my daughters, uh, my two youngest are at Howard. My oldest graduated from Northwestern. And they buy Apple stock because they have iPhones. Uh, they buy, I think they bought Zoom. You know, they bought Shopify because they have businesses. And now their stock portfolio, you can earn, you can put in $100 and earn 500 you know, depending on which stock you purchase and how long you keep those investments over time. In New Wealth University, Rashawn, we have a class called How to Invest in the Stock Market, helping people understand, and I think if we continue to demystify the difficulty, then people will understand that investment and make those kinds of decisions. It's absolutely amazing.
5: Well, you know, the thing about it, I want to, first of all, thank you for coming on my inaugural show. First of all, I want to ask you back. You know, this is my first show. We, we put some requests out yes! for phone call, but a lot of people don't know we've changed the whole system around. My show is normally recorded in this time slot, but it's live, everybody. Yeah. That means it's live, which means that you can call in, talk to us. And we are trying to change people's lives with information. That's what Money Making Conversation Live is all about. But more importantly, I can't do it by myself that's why i have to bring on brilliant people i'm putting the word brilliant people like dr lynn richardson you know i called her by uh, samantha my executive producer of the show called her and she said i'm there for rashawn and that's what means in this business is by relationship so dr lynn on my inaugural money-making conversation live show thank you for coming on the show and i want to bring you back is that cool
3: Oh, I love it. I will come back as many times. And let me tell you, I know about the live show that was once recorded because everybody's listening. Everybody's like, oh, my God, I can call in. (laughs) So next time I'll be ready. And whatever, whenever you need me, I will be there. Thank you so much and God bless.
5: I appreciate it. That was Dr. Lynn Richardson. She's amazing. And again, the information I bring on the show is show information for you. Please realize that Money Make Conversation Live will be here every Tuesday, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. I am here for you. I'm here to help you change your life. I'm here to help you understand the value of success. Be right back with more Roshan McDonald on Money Making Conversation Live.
0: We will be right back with more Money Making Conversation with Rashawn McDonald.
5: Support for WCLK is made possible by the United States Air Force, the presenting sponsor of the HBCU College Day, taking place Saturday, September 25th, from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. on the campus of Clark Atlanta University. The event is open to all high school juniors, seniors, and young adults. On-site recruiters will include HBCUs, Coca-Cola Bottlers United, UPS, and Morgan Stanley, the United States Air Force, Air National Guard, Air Force Reserve, and Space Force. More information and registration is available at HBCU
4: look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest it's a storybook world for them you look and see a tree they see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky they see treasure in pebbles they see a windy path that could lead to adventure and they see you their fearless guide through this fascinating world
2: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hi, everyone. Al Roker here. As a guy with his own catchphrase, I appreciate that Smokey's only said,
4: Only you can prevent wildfires.
2: But I'm filling in because there's a lot more to report. Like when there are parched or windy conditions out there, you got to be extra careful with things like burning yard waste. After all, wildfires can start anywhere, even in your neck of the woods. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
0: Now let's return to Money-Making Conversation with Rashawn McDonald.
5: And welcome back to Money-Making Conversation Live. You know, when I think about uh, what I've done in my life, you know, I'm I'm currently making Atlanta, Georgia, my home. I am born and raised in Houston, Texas. I've lived in New York City, Chicago, Los Angeles. No matter where I've lived, I've always learned that people are different. You should treat them different. You should have a clear understanding of why they are successful. And the only way you can be successful is create relationships where people believe in you, and that has been when I've fallen. There've been people to pick me up, and they would, and people would pick you up if they believe in you. They pick you up if they feel that you believe in them, and you share their responsibilities. My next guest is, I call him a friend. You know, I I met him on money making conversation when I first launched in twenty, and um, in doing so, his goals in life affect me in such a a strong way because. We all say we don't have time. That's a, that's a big statement we say all the time. But this brother has time all the time for the right people. My next guest is Kwame uh, Johnson. He's the president and CEO of Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Metro Atlanta. He's also partnered with, He always partners with local leaders, celebrities, and influential men in Atlanta to give youth, especially young boys, every opportunity to succeed. Big Brothers Big Sisters currently has over 200 boys on waiting lists. Ninety six percent of those boys are African-Americans. And we know in Atlanta when we complain about the water boys on the corner and things like that. This is what this conversation is about. What to do with those young men who are active in the streets who don't have male leadership, male guidance. Adult males often feel uncertain of their ability to mentor a young boy and want to know during how much do they have time, how they going to fit in their schedule. Well, that's why I got Mr. Johnson on the call today to talk about this. We're going to spend some minutes talking about his career. I want to let everybody know, how did he get here first? I have a big brother, big, bro- big brother, big sisters. big takes care of those concerns by making flexible volunteering schedules. It only takes a few hours, a couple of times a month to make a big difference in a young boy or a girl's life. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, like I said earlier, the president and CEO of Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Metro Atlanta, Kwame Johnson.
6: Hello,
2: hello, my brother. It's good to catch up with you and talk <laughs> with you. I love the work that you're doing and all the support you've been providing us over the years. I'm glad to be here. Well,
5: you know, we, we met um, and we didn't know each other and um, over a radio interview, Kwame. And, but the, yeah. the passion and desire, I just want to, because everybody, there's a journey to become the president and CEO uh, big Brothers, Big Sisters. And, uh, talk about how you got started. Just talk about a little bit of your educational background. And then how did you make your way to Atlanta before we get into the actual program?
2: Well, no, thank you again for having me. And, you know, it's been a journey. It's been a, been a long journey. And I tell people all the time that I've been given a second chance at life. And, you know, for anybody that's been given a second chance, you try to make the best out of that situation when you're given that second chance. And I've had different people come into my life, different mentors along the way, family, friends, you know, coaches, formal mentors who poured into me. You know, my coach, uh, Steve Maynard, when I was in prison at the age of 17 for being a knucklehead, would bring me my schoolwork so I could finish my senior year in high school and go to college at Hampton University. And then being at Hampton University, I started thinking about all the young men that I had spent time with behind bars who had tough stories and very much tougher than mine. Uh, Anthony, who I met, who met his father in jail for the first time, I kept thinking about him. And I decided at that point at the age of 19 to leave college and to go on youth development and to really help young people and defend of young people. So they would never have to experience what I went through and what Anthony went through. And that's what I've been doing my whole career. You know, I've been blessed to, go to Harvard and win all types of awards and become a CEO in my thirties.
6: Mm-hmm. And
2: it's really because of all the different people that have supported me and who've mentored me and important to me. I'm actually working on a book right now to document my journey and to give some tips to young people so they can be a CEO. Because right. If you think about it, young people like me who've been through these situations need to be working in nonprofit because they have hands on experience with these same challenges. So it's been, it's been a great ride. I'm blessed.
5: Well, you know, the interesting thing I'm talking to Kwame Johnson, the president and CEO of big brothers, big sisters of Metro Atlanta. If you want to talk to him or talk to me, call 404-880-9255, 404-880-9255. The reason I brought him on the show was we always talk about time. We always complain about situations and, but the youth are our future. When I look back on my life, Kwame, um, I remember um, he, when I was 15 years old, my father was a truck driver. I'm, like I said, I'm from Houston, Texas. And the first job he gave me was, uh, was one, of, one of his roots. He, he took me over there. He said, can you hire my son? And, I, and so I was influenced by the young black men who were working there. And all of them drove forklifts. All of them drove forklifts. They were the baddest forklift drivers I had ever seen in my life. I was 15 years old. So despite all my education, despite my ability to go to college, because I did go to college and graduate with a math and mathematics degree and a minor in sociology. When I came out of high school, I wanted to be a forklift driver. That's all I wanted to be. And guess what? I got a job as a forklift driver. I didn't even go to college because I was influenced by these young men when I was 15 years old. And so that's why people need to understand how young minds can be shaped in a direction if you if you come into their lives at the right point then you can shape them they shaped my direction and it wasn't nothing negative with being a forklift driver but people around me felt i could do more i had more options in my life than they may have had to be forklift drivers and i'm not trying to make manual labor a negative i'm just letting everybody know here was a kid 15 years old who was influenced by young men and when i left high school I wanted to be a forklift driver. What if I was influenced by scientists? What if I was influenced with people who write books about being a CEO? What if I was influenced by people who wanted who were non-athletic, people who were in the STEM program, engineers? I would have probably wanted to come out of high school and be an engineer. I'll be a teacher. So that's really what your program is all about. And I shouldn't call it a program because it's a very affluent organization, Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Metro Atlanta. Talk about the whole substance because I'm an outsider looking in. Talk to us.
2: You're exactly right. You know, uh, Oprah Winfrey has a quote that says that everybody has hope inside them. Right. And what you're talking about is young people are born with hope. They're born with potential and it's our responsibility as adults to defend that potential so they can reach their full potential. Just giving them exposure to careers and opportunities and different things they may never see in their communities will turn on that light. Right. And I've seen so many young people push through the toughest situations because they had hope. And that's what mentors <clears throat> represent. Right. And that's why more people, your listeners, need to know that they can provide hope, they can provide a tangible testimony, of what is possible. And we're not asking you to become a foster parent or to to do all these different things. We're actually just to spend some time with a young person, to pour into a young person, to bring them along, them with you in your journey in life, so they can see what you see, because you'd never know what experience will turn on that light for them. And that's what our mentors do every day. They spend hours, a a few hours per month with a young person, and they provide that guidance and support. And like you said, we have hundreds of boys on a waiting list and girls as well that need mentors, and that's what we're trying to get more people to know about.
5: Now, this waiting list. What uh, what constitutes a waiting list, and how do these young boys and young ladies get into the program or become aware of the program? Do they do their parents or their guardians bring them to the Big Brothers Big Sister program or Metro Atlanta program? How do they get on the waiting list, and the purpose of the waiting list is what? So it's interesting, because parents come in,
2: we get referrals from guidance counselors, kids come in a number of different ways. But what's so special about our program is that all these young people have agreed that they want to be a part of this program. So it's not just their parents saying, hey, we want you to be a part of this. They've actually agreed to say, hey, I need a mentor in my life. So these young people are looking for support, and they're waiting for mentors. So that's why I work so hard to get out there and get the word out about ways that people can get involved. And you can go to our website, Big Brothers and Big Sisters Metro Atlanta, and sign up to be a big. We're doing everything virtually right now. It's very easy. You can sign up, and we match you with a young person who lives in your community. So you don't got to drive far, and it's not a big hassle. And we also match you based on preferences. You may want to work with a young person who's 12, who's into sports, or who's into engineering. We match you that same way because we want that relationship to last. And it's powerful. And what's what's special about it is not only do our kids graduate high school on time, 99% avoid the criminal justice system, 95% graduate uh, with plans to go to college or career, but the mentor, the person mentoring a young person gets benefits out of it as well. They are doing better on their job. They feel better about themselves. And any big you talk to will tell you they've gotten more out of it than they put in. So both sides get something out of it. So, to me, it's a win win. This is something that anyone can do if you care about kids and you want to help young people get to the next level. Because, it's like you said, everyone is no one on this listening right now has gotten to where they are without somebody helping them out. So, it's our responsibility to return that favor.
5: Well, you know, it's really interesting when I talked to you, Kwame Johnson, about the whole mentoring because it has become such a popular term now. I know when I was growing up, I didn't hear the word mentoring, I, I just heard. You know, the, the 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 it takes a village phrase was very popular when I was growing up. Now you hear the word mentoring. It's important that people understand the value of that, but also people just hear the word time. Time spending time. Do I have time? Do I want to spend time? Do I value a time with a stranger? Because that's what they look at. They, do they feel that once they get they loop get into this, the the big brothers big sisters of Metro Atlanta organization, they can't get out. Can you walk them through the steps of how it actually works? Because you kind of talked about it. You can get assigned to a young man who has similar values that you want to have for the kid that you want to work with. But, again, does a, does a, do, do? can they feel trapped if they get involved with this type of uh, organization, working with these young kids?
2: So most people I speak to, they're like, hey, I don't want to fail. No one wants to fail. And then mm-hmm. everyone talks about the time.
5: Mm-hmm. And what
2: I tell people is, one, about the time incorporate this young person in things you are already doing. Right. You know, Sean, last time I saw you, you had a ball head, so you probably cut your own hair. Yes, like I but do. Most men, okay. <laughs> I do too. But most men, they go to the barbershop. Yes. <laughs> Why not bring this young man with you to the barbershop? Mm-hmm. you have a conversation on the way there. I'm sure the barber will give you a break. You mm-hmm. have a conversation on the way home. Mm-hmm. That's spending time that you already are going to use. Mm-hmm. So you incorporate it. Go to take him with you to the grocery store, teach him about budgeting, healthy mm-hmm. eating, Mm-hmm. These are things you're already doing. So I'm not asking anybody to create new time. I'm asking you for a year commitment, right? This is a one-year commitment at, at minimum. I would love for you to stay longer. But if you come in a young person's life, we know, and the research shows, that if you leave within a year, you could do more damage. So you well, actually got to commit to that one year. And you got to commit to about 8 to 12 hours a month. So this is something most people can do. And whether it's today or next year, This is something you still should go to our website and sign up so you can at least get our information and learn more about it. So it's a one-year commitment, 8 to 12 hours a a month, and then you go through our process. We train you so you're not on your own. You know how to be a mentor. Mm -hmm. You know about mandated reporting, all the different things that come up. And then when you get matched, we give you a coach on my team Mm -hmm. who helps you set up a plan for the Mm -hmm. young person, who gives you ideas for outings and tickets to football games and baseball games and different events around the city. So we make it very easy for you. This is not a money thing. This is about just incorporating a young person into your existing time.
5: Wow. You know, when I think about when I'm listening to you, Kwame, you know, you're articulating a a system that's successful for everybody. Because again, we always talk about the negative side of youth. We always talk about the negative stories because guess what? They don't rate, you know, the Wednesday child doesn't scare people. The kid, the, 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 the water bars stopping you at the street, like that scare people. So they watch that on TV. And so you have a negative story to tell that really doesn't tell you the other story. That means that if these kids just had a mentor, just have somebody whispering in their ear, just advising them, then they can win. And winning is what we're all about. That's why I, I, I didn't have to do this show on live. I can record this show and just go on by my business. But that's why I'm trying to. Elevate the game, as they say. Elevate the level of communication. I'm doing it on the HBCU campus. He graduated from the HBCU. When we come back, I want to talk about the impact of HBCUs and how important they are and how influential they are in the community, both academically and professionally. But if you want to talk to us, 404-880-9255. That's 404-880-9255. I'm talking to the president and CEO. He got two titles. President and CEO of Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Metro Atlanta, Kwame Johnson. We'll be right back with more from him. Money Making Conversation. I'm Rashawn McDonald.
0: We will be right back with more money making conversation with Rashawn McDonald.
4: Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit
5: NHTSA.gov
4: slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
5: If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one
2: hour.
4: If you could find a way.
2: To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes.
4: Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile mile in in my my shoes. shoes.
5: We've all felt left out. And for some that feeling lasts more than a moment.
2: We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you
4: by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination. Our sense of wonder. And our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
0: Now let's return to Money Making Conversation with Rashawn McDonald.
5: Yes, I'm back. This is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversation Live. On the phone with my man, Kwame Johnson. He's the president and CEO of Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Metro Atlanta. Uh, We met several years ago. And he was doing a, a, a panel, and he asked me to come and host a panel, which was a lot of fun. We did it with the Gathering Spot. What was the, basically the purpose when you do these type of panels? What is the purpose of that, and what is the um, the goal, I should say? When not so much the purpose, what is the goal when you when you invite people like me to come in the panel, trying to get men to come in and listen to other men talk about it? And it was. I thought was very successful. It was something that uh, my, my Harry Douglas, one of the former Atlanta Falcons and rising star in the sports media. He's always involved with your programs. Talk about uh, how you can get adult men involved in different ways. If, you, if you're if you not ready for the mentoring, you can participate over here and programs that you have set up to gather other men to come on board. And ladies, let's not forget about the ladies, because we have big brothers, big sisters. But we do have more of a shortage of men than we have women participation. Am I right or wrong in that?
2: No, you're right, and we wanted to bring together leaders who are highly respected in the community like you, Rashawn, and Harry, and Hugh Parker, and others, because, you know, shout out to the ladies. The ladies step up big time, they volunteer, they mentor, and they do a, a, a great job. But our biggest need is men, and men of color in particular. And We knew by partnering with you, Rashawn, that we can get more men to be a part of the program. So that mm-hmm. panel was really about educating men that this is something you can do. You know, a lot of men, they struggle with commitment. They're like, man, I'm adopting this child and got to take this all on And like, no, that's not what it's about. This is something that everybody can do, everybody can be a part of. And we wanted to get that message out. And it was very effective. We recruited a lot of men through that panel we had. And uh, we got to do more of it. So that's why I'm glad to be back on the show today.
5: Well, the thing about it, first of all, we kind of reconnected a little bit when I was talking about my HBCU college day. I I wanted to let you know about it. You went, Rashad, send me some flyers. We got to get the word out to my group. And if anybody don't know what HBCU College Day is all about, it gives direct access to juniors, seniors, in high school, and young adults. And they can come on the HBCU campus. In this case, Clark Atlanta University campus. We always know Morris Brown is here. We know Spelman's here. We know Morehouse, Morehouse School of Medicine here. And what we're trying to do is enable people through education. And I've tell this to anybody. I always tell college changed my life. I didn't go to an HBCU. But that doesn't mean that... I was not directed in the right direction. We're talking about the HBCUs. And the reason i bring that up, in 2020, HBCUs were receiving a lot of donations for the very first time from corporate America. And nobody knew why, they just was getting that money. And so my mission now, Kwame, is to tell people why. And why there's so much value in academic success out of HBCUs. Now, you kind of hit a little bit about you came from Hampton. But if you can really tell people... That experience and what it defined you as a person, as a black person, attending the HBCU. We're broadcasting from, an, from a campus of an HBCU. Why? Uh, what makes HBCU so special?
2: Oh, man, I could talk so much about just the experience. And when I got out of jail, no college wanted to accept me. You know, I was a track scar in, in high school, and, and when I got in trouble, all my scholarships went away. But Hampton said, we're going to give you a shot. And they gave me a shot. They gave me a chance. They gave me a scholarship. And when I arrived at Hampton University, home by the sea, the real HU, I'll put that out there, too. I know there's <laughs> some Howard folks, folks listening, you know. But the real, the real HU and just being down there and seeing black excellence and seeing people uh, from middle class, upper middle class doing well, that's not what I saw growing up in Syracuse, New York. Mm-hmm. I had no experience with that, and that just gave me a, a totally different outlook on life and what was possible. So, uh, so Hampton created more hope for me, and it's, it set me on my trajectory that I've been on my whole career. So I, I, I'm a big supporter. My, my brother graduated from Hampton University. My wife graduated from Hampton University. It's an amazing experience, um, and they gave me a shot. Without Hampton, I may have not gone to college, and who knows what would have happened to my life. But that is something I encourage young people to always do: is to get a college degree. Because that's something no one can ever take away from you. You may decide to be an entrepreneur and do something different, or go into the military. But a college degree is something no one can ever take from you, and it can be a foundation for the rest of your life.
5: I would tell people they can't repo your college degree. I always tell people all the time. I look at the a repo truck trying to come into my house and back up and pull that off the wall. That's not going to happen. That's something I earned. That's something I work hard for. That's something that do uh, blood, sweat, and tears. But what 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 dismayed me a little bit when all these donations, and we're thankful for those donations, especially, you know, Mackenzie Scott. She donated like four point one billion dollars and and funds to HBCUs. But here's what was missing. This was the information they didn't tell everybody. HBCUs graduate seventy percent of the black dentists. HBCUs graduate eighty percent of the black judges. Seventy percent of the black doctors. 50% of the black lawyers, 18% of the black Fortune 500 CEOs. I'm talking to one of them. 40% of the black engineers, 40% of the black members of Congress, which includes at the time she was now Vice President Kamala Harris. She was Senator at the time. 50% of the black public school teachers and 24% of the black STEM professionals come from HBCUs. When I say that, this is the first thing that happen. People are stunned by those numbers. But that's what's not being told. What we get told with HBCUs is about, about the sports. We get talked about the marching band. We talk about fraternities and sororities. But more importantly, what I brought you on the show, Kwame, because I know about your HBCU background. Same way I know about the Big Brothers Big Sisters a Metro Atlanta background. These are stories that need to be told. If people just sit back and really understand the value of participating, the value of going to HBCU, a value of volunteering, then you will change lives. And that's what your whole life is based on. Changing lives. Does that tire you out? Does it fatigue you when you realize that sometimes it looks like a bottomless pit because there's so many kids like that on that wait list that you can't help? But it does it becomes a non-stop mission for you, correct?
2: Yeah, this is a life journey for me. Um, I've been given a second chance, and every day I get to hear a story about a young person that came from a a tough situation that achieved against the odds. Mm -hmm. So I know it's possible. We just got to multiply it by Mm 100,000. We just got to create more of these stories. And I know your listeners all have stories and examples that young people need to hear. They need to see us. You know, young people don't go to church because they want to see a testimony. They don't want to hear one. Mm -hmm. They need to see that bit, what, the, the, the mess I'm going through, that there's something else on the other side of
6: this. Mm-hmm.
2: And you as leaders can be that example. And some people think it takes all these different things to make young people go to the next level. It's in, in many ways, it's just showing them that it's possible. They already have the potential. It, it is already there. You don't have to create it. You don't have to save it. That potential is already there. They just need to see that it's possible and they need to hear from people that have been through similar situations as them, that they were able to go to college Create a career, become an entrepreneur, go into the military, whatever they decided to do. That's our that's our responsibility. To adults is to show them that it's possible.
5: You know the interesting thing because I'm always a guy of facts. And my degree is in mathematics. I'm always a fact guy. Kwame. Nearly half a million children in Metro Atlanta live in communities with low or very low child well, at least a very low child well-being. You know your mission is to recruit volunteers to become mentors to children facing adversity. Now celebrities you use their influence, uh, everyday people you use their influence. What do you believe? And when we talk about this waiting list, is there a number you can tell us so people can understand how desperate we need men to step up? And the number, if you want to call in is four zero four eight eight zero nine two five five again, four zero four eight eight zero nine two five five is the number to call. in if you want to speak to Kwame or myself, but men, like you said, women are stepping up men. A lagging behind and we all know that when you start talking about police violence that's been is all generally only young man uh, a person of color who's male so talk about really what 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 can you feel that we need to do more do we need to i need to interview you once a month to get the word out consistently what is the what is the thing that you we you feel can help you turn around and get con- consistent participation from men for the big brothers and big sisters in metro atlanta
2: so, you know, too often as a society, we study failure. You know, we talk about all the challenges and we talk about the water boys and the violence mm-hmm. in Atlanta. If you go to the west side of Atlanta, you go to the south side of Atlanta, I guarantee you there are many families who have figured out a way to make it happen. and are sending kids to college and, and doing all kinds of, kinds of wonderful things, mm-hmm. right? So we got to change the, the story. we got to change the image of, of black men, in particular black boys. In America, because I was one of those water boys. Even worse, I was doing dumb stuff and getting in trouble going to jail. Mm -hmm. You know, these kids have entrepreneurial spirit. They're doing things I think they should be doing differently. But I'm no different than them. Rashawn, you're no different than them. Right. Right. So I get on whenever I can and I share my story Mm -hmm. because that changes what people think. It changes the perception of what you see on TV all the time, I'm a I'm a black guy with a bald head, right? Right. <laughs> I want to change what that percent, but I'm a CEO, and mm-hmm. I went to Harvard, I went to Hampton, all these different things. I've been able to accomplish the most admired CEO in, in Atlanta for the nonprofit category. Mm-hmm. All, and I'm no different than what you you know see on TV, but I was able to have people who came in my life who helped me get on the right track, and that's what we're talking about. We have 200 boys on a waiting list. Some have been waiting for a year. Wow. And these young people are reaching out and saying, "We need help," and they're not saying they need money and all these different. They're saying, "We need someone just to spend some time with me and show me how you did it." And that's something any man can do. I just think a lot of times, you know, men men of color in particular, they think it's taking on a big responsibility, and they have to adopt the child, and they got things going on in their life already. But what I'm saying is not that wow. you're being a guide, you're being a resource. You're not not actually being somebody's father. You know that we're not asking that. We ask you to step up. Give them some of your time that you're already going to spend and bring them on this journey of life with you. And as situations come up in their life, give them some guidance. Give them some advice. Cool. Encourage them to stay in school. Cool. Make the right decisions.
5: Kwame, I want to thank you for coming on the show. He's the CEO and president of Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Metro Atlanta. Again, when your book come out, you know you got a place next to me on my show. And thank you for coming on Appreciate Money Making this. Conversation Live. Okay. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. If you want to, next week, I'll be here with two more guests, changing lives and talking live on Money Making Conversations, 6 p.m. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Talk to you next week.
1: In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws, or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com.
4: Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a
2: forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
0: Hi, I'm Sarah Kustak. I'm the NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and I'm hosting a new podcast called NBA Flashback. NBA Flashback takes you back to the best moments in NBA history through exclusive archival audio from the NBA vault. Hurry! Wait down top. Bang! Bang! And each week, we'll have new interviews with the legends who were actually on the court. Check out NBA Flashback on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.